Time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732 748 1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Thank you for listening and welcome. I'm grateful for those of you listening live on 107.9 FM or online right now, and for the Sussex County listening audience and podcast listeners. I'm also grateful for Sean and Tony here at WOLD for their fast acting and clear thinking, particularly during the thunderstorms we had here in New Jersey tonight. So lots of gratefulness going around here tonight. So I want to ask you, are you tired of waiting? Waiting for someone or something else to solve your problems? Are you feeling stuck in your job or career? Feeling stuck where you live? Stuck in a relationship? If you're stuck in old patterns and trapped in the past, I'm here to assure you that you can start making small changes right now. There's no need to wait. You are the answer you've been seeking. So tonight's show is about making shifts, making shifts happen and getting unstuck. You can call in for live coaching or listen to learn about exercises and processes for making those shifts happen to get yourself unstuck. The number to call to call in for live coaching is 732-748-1079. We're going to talk about what you can do right now to change your experience, your satisfaction in life. And I'm doing something a little different this evening. I'll be speaking with Jennifer Burke from IntelliCraft Research. She's going to share her own journey and experience in getting unstuck. So we'll have that call in a little bit. And as usual, I'm planning to do a visualization at the end of the show. It's a really cool one. And if we run out of time at the end, I'll likely do the visualization next week because it's just really, really neat. So if you're feeling stuck right now, let's talk about it. The lines are open, 732-748-1079. So first off, tonight's show is brought to you by North Star Asset Management. Their investment advisor is located in Panther Valley with over 30 years of investment experience. You can check them out online at www.nstarinvest.com. They've been helping people create long-term success with their financial plans by choosing the appropriate withdrawal rate. If you're at a distance from their location and you're not sure of whether you're in the, their service area, you can contact John or Andrew, and sometimes they do house calls they may be able to come to you. So for more information, call 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or you can find them online at www.nstarinvest.com. And last week's show was changing your love-hate relationship with money. And in that vein, your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So notice what 
you are creating. If you want to change your financial situation, you must do the internal work first. Your external experience takes the lead from what's going on inside. And if you missed the show, or you'd like to hear it again, or you'd like to listen to any of the prior shows, you can find the podcasts on my website, www.laurencardinal.com. Again, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK, Cruise and Oldies 97.5, broadcasting from Sussex County Community College. On Saturday mornings on 97.5, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., shows will be played on a pre-recorded basis. And for my Sussex County listeners, if you'd like to listen live or even call into the show, the live shows are on Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. on 107.9 WOLD Radio. You can listen to the show on the Internet at www.woldradio.com or through the TuneIn Radio app on your phone. There's a free app for, for Apple devices. And to let you know what's coming up for me, something I'm really excited about. I mentioned it briefly last week about something that I'm working on. Uh, and I thought I'd have the final details for this week, so here they are. I will be doing a group coaching session about changing your relationship with money. If you're not financially where you want to be, or if you're constantly stressed about money, it may be time to do the internal work so that you can change your external experience. So starting Wednesday, July 12th, and each Wednesday after for one month, This group will be meeting by phone for one hour at noon. If you take lunch each day, then you can fit this right in. Each week will be a live phone call. I'll give exercises to do before and after each call throughout the week. And those exercises that you do will add to the discussion, but more importantly, they will help you make the shifts that you're seeking to change your external situation. There'll also be chat online and visualizations to do each week and consistent support from me and from your group. So stop feeling exhausted and defeated and take back your life. You can do this. For more information, please check out my website, laurencardinal.com, or call me directly, 973-418-2170. This is going to be a good one, and with you along, we can also make it lighter and more fun. Making changes can be easy. I hope you'll join me. So now, on with the show. You're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach, and tonight we're talking about getting unstuck, clearing the logjam, and getting you moving in the right direction again. Please feel free to call in to share your thoughts or Get some coaching if you're feeling stuck. 732-748-1079. And I want to give you a little bit of a background on why I wanted to do this show tonight. And it may seem it's slightly tangential, and I guess it is, but I'll explain my thought process. Last week, I saw a news article discussing the death of a preteen in a town not too far from me. And if you remember the show that we did two weeks ago on stress, I was talking about how I'm seeing younger and younger clients dealing with stress and 
anxious feelings, preteens also. So what struck me about this news article was the age. The student was 12 years old. And I learned, although it hasn't been verified or confirmed, I was told that it was a suicide. And as I mentioned, it's not verified. But it just got me thinking, whether or not it's true, thinking about a preteen suicide, any preteen suicide, because we do hear about it, when we, as adults, can often feel like life is just starting at 12. What could he or she be experiencing to get to that point? 12 years old is a time for such happiness and joy and feeling light. And I don't know the circumstances around that death, whether there was any bullying going on or a history of even a chemical imbalance in the brain. I don't know. And if you're dealing with feelings of depression and you're taking medication and seeing a therapist, my hat goes off to you because you are already taking action. And that is a significant step in the right direction of getting unstuck. Keep going. But this particular situation just got me thinking about happiness, satisfaction, and how often we get away from what makes us happy, from that feeling of satisfaction whether it's out of a sense of duty or beliefs we grew up with, whatever it is. What I'm talking about here, though, are those situations in which we are, day by day, further deflating, further getting away from where we want to be, simply because we feel we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. I'm talking about staying focused on living as who you were meant to be, the life that you were meant to live. You know, it's interesting when I have coaching clients, early on in the conversation, I'll often ask what you wanted to be when you grew up. Because chances are very good that you were onto something when you were little and someone asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up. And sure, there may have been some off-the-wall answers that were a blip on your radar at that age. But I'll bet that there are one or two that have held for you. What did you answer? And think about this. All of those other little blips on the radar, is there or what is the commonality among all of them? Were they things to do that were all outside? Or did they all involve travel? What about the type of people that you were working with? Or did they all involve working with animals? You see where I'm going with this? That when we are young and still discovering the world, actually, I hope you're still discovering the world, but we don't, when we're young, we don't feel the same shoulds that we do as adults. And so the authenticity of what we want to do is there with no filtering. So I'll ask you again, what did you want to be or do when you grew up? And are you doing that? And we all have dreams and we all get stuck from time to time. It happens to everyone, perhaps even several times during our lifetime. Sometimes it can even feel like we're living that movie Groundhog Day, the same day, just over and over again. 
We want something to break, but it can be uncomfortable. We have to break patterns, shake things up, and it can be scary and uncomfortable. It's important to keep telling ourselves the truth, removing the conclusions that we've drawn, the things that we just know, we know for sure, and don't budge on. And shifting from those conclusions and going or moving into curiosity. Approaching things with a curious mind. The what ifs. The what if I did that? What if I do this? What will happen? Or even the things that you're interested in and just checking into it. What's the harm in doing some research? Be curious. There was a show way back when, it may have even been my first show, when we also talked about stress. Stress is, is going, keeps coming up. That one I think I said we were going to do probably once every three months. Um, but that curiosity, that's what we had as children. And that, that curiosity, that's that, that driver that keeps that motivation going. So it's shifting from that place where we know We've drawn those conclusions and moving into curiosity. If you'd like to call in to share your thoughts, your experiences, share what you wanted to do when you grew up, whether or not you're doing that, or get coaching around breaking a pattern, the number to call is 732-748-107. So the question came up in my mind, what do people hold on to the most? I'm thinking about the clients that I've worked with, more so from coaching, I would say in this particular aspect, asking what blocks them. And it's people in their jobs, the jobs that don't express them, that don't express who they are, where they can't fulfill who they're meant to be. Now, some of you may find that you love your job and it's exactly what you wanted. That's fantastic. My question to you then is how did you go about doing it? What were you thinking as you got involved in what you're doing? Because your information and your perspective, how you've found that job, that career, that relationship, that sense of satisfaction can be a great example. And I'd love to hear how you created that in your life. I would imagine that the way that it started for you is in the vision phase and feeling into that vision. And what does that mean? The vision of, have you, I'm sure you've heard people say, you know what I could see myself doing? You know what I could see myself doing? That's that vision part that I'm talking about. But taking it a step further and really imagining it. Imagine, sense, and feel what that might be like, that job, that place. Whatever that is. And I want to give you an exercise to do. And this is if you're feeling stuck, this vision exercise. And if you want to take two to three hours to do it, fine, great. If you want to start out with five minutes, that works too. The exercise is to write down your perfect day. And the idea is not to write down your perfect day as your day exists now. This is your perfect day, the dream. 
It's all in your mind at this point, so go for it. And all of it is to be done as if money weren't an issue. So outlining things, and it's important to write it down, because you can be thinking about these things in your mind as I'm asking these questions. But writing it down not only commits it to memory, it almost changes the vibration in your body. What does that mean? Well, everything is energy. So when you're writing down what you're visualizing and adding details, it helps to solidify that in your body. And when you have the opportunity to have something line up with that, that's when you feel it. You get that hit, that intuitive hit, where you just know this is what you were meant to do. So I'll ask you some questions to add to that exercise of your perfect day. Where are you living? Things like, what time do you get up in the morning? Are you awakened with an alarm clock, or do you just wake up on your own? What's the temperature when you get up? What do you do first? Do you go get a cup of coffee? Do you take a shower? Do you hang out with your dog? Do you just lie in bed for a while? What is it? Who's with you? And then what do you do next? I'm talking about adding details and then add more details to it, often. Writing down what feels right and keep going. Add pictures if you want. Getting in touch with the feelings you have as you're going through this perfect day. And even if you can't get more details or don't know them, it's essential to get in touch with the feelings you have in this perfect day. And this visualization process works no matter what the situation. I've been talking about a job or a career situation, but this applies to anything. And you don't even have to feel stuck. It's just that when you are feeling stuck, this exercise is particularly beneficial. And I'll share my own experience with this. Last June, I did this exercise, ironically, and I got in touch with the type of day I wanted to have, the type of work I wanted to do, and where, etc. What you may or may not find surprising is that my exercise had to do with doing a radio program. As far as the work part of my exercise, it was about adding radio to my hypnotherapy and coaching practice. Doing a radio show. My details included working with a talented team, including a producer to do the technical part of the show because that's not where my expertise lies, and someone who would field the calls, and doing the show from just about anywhere. And let me explain, this radio show, I made one inquiry which led to a proposal which got me here. And now I'm on two stations working with a talented team, including a producer to handle the technical parts and field the calls, put to the test tonight for sure with the storms in the area. The only part that's different right now is working from anywhere. But even that changed a little bit tonight. But I can do this show from my home or office anytime I want. I just prefer to come to the station. And when I think about this, I still almost don't believe it. This process is powerful. 
This stuff works. I would even say it's essential. It works. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach, and we're talking about getting unstuck. Unstuck in your job, your career, relationship, living situation. If you'd like to call in and share your thoughts or get coaching around an area where you're stuck, the number to call is 732-748-1079. Now, you may have heard of this before. And you may have already done it, the visual, visualization exercise, that perfect day. You may do meditations, or maybe you've been journaling, and you feel it. You may feel into that whole process. You've been doing all of the right things. You're being courageous and brave, and you just feel that it will all manifest. You just know it. But we can get stuck there. We can get stuck in that vision phase, even though we've felt every moment of the day or every part of that vision. And so I'd like to ask you, are you stuck in that vision phase? Are you comfortable or only feeling slightly slightly uncomfortable or just a little bit of discomfort? Or are you taking action? Because creating the external world to match the internal world, your vision, also requires us to take some small action. Just a pivot, some small action. And thinking of that reminds me of, I guess it's a joke, but it's actually more of a story that I'm going to share with you. As it was told to me, there's a man that walks to visit a statue in a fountain every day. I believe it was in Italy, and I believe it was the statue of a religious figure, but it could be anywhere, and it could even be a woman, but for our sake and for the sake of time, it's a man, and it is Italy. And this man goes to the fountain every day and laments to the statue, please let me win the lottery. Every day, day after day, praying, lamenting to the statue, walking there every day. Please let me win the lottery. Please let me win the lottery. Finally, after a long period of time of this, of doing this day after day, the statue statue finally comes to life and says, okay, but would you please just buy a ticket? Because we can have the vision. We can think our way through it. But there does require, that it's a requirement to do some small action on our part. And most times, those actions can be a little uncomfortable. And that's what I mean. When we've done the vision work and we've felt it, we know it's coming, then it does require action on our part. Me reaching out to send in the proposal for the radio show. It can be the most difficult part because it does require some discomfort, but that's how we grow, isn't it? If you want to create change, it's time to get a little uncomfortable. And when I was about to start this radio show a few months ago, sure, it was all part of my vision, my plan, my best day, but uncomfortable? Yeah, just a little bit. What came up for me? What came up in my thoughts? Me? I'm going to do this radio show? Why would people want to listen to me? 
I had to talk myself down from the fear frequently. But that was also my ego talking. What helped me the most were three things. The first is how easily it all came together. I just knew it was meant to be. So who was I to argue with that? The second was that it was part of the vision that I had created, and it felt right. And three, the third thing, most importantly, the fear goes away for me when I stop thinking about myself and focus on the information and on you. I simply take myself, well, my ego, out of the situation as much as possible. And when I do that, the fear goes away. But fears do come up for all of us. And here's the thing that I want you to know. You don't have to do it alone. When it's time for action, that's a great time to seek out a friend or a family member, maybe a mentor or a coach. Maybe you've even included these individuals in your vision exercise. Yes? You see, someone, anyone that can serve as a coach for you is someone who knows your strengths, supports you, no sabotage allowed. If you feel defeated after the conversation, it may not be the right fit. Challenged? Yes. Uncomfortable? Yes. Not defeated. This person, this coach, this mentor, this support that you involve will ask you questions that will challenge your beliefs, challenge your status quo, and help you reach out of your box and support you every step of the way. You know, the very first time I had a coach, yes, as a coach and even as a hypnotherapist, I employ coaches and a hypnotherapist. I believe we all benefit from their expertise. The very first time I worked with a coach, you know what I felt? I felt hope. For the first time in a very long time, I felt hope. I felt like I didn't have to continue to feel like a victim of my own life, of my circumstances. It was that very first coaching session that created change for me. And it's the reason that I went for training to become a coach. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach, and we're talking about getting unstuck. If you'd like to call in to share your thoughts or get coaching around some area where you're feeling stuck, the number to call is 732-748-1079. And we're just coming up on a break, so if we can just take a short break, we'll do that, and then we'll come back and get to some calls and discuss a little bit more about getting unstuck. Be right back. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? 
If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement, and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate, and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908 850 9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com. And now back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD and your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello, and welcome back to the show. This is Lauren Cardinal, your host. Tonight, we are talking about getting unstuck, whether it's getting unstuck in your job or career, relationship, your living situation, getting unstuck. And we do have a guest on the show tonight. Jennifer Burke will be joining us. Jennifer Burke's company is called IntelliCraft Research, and you can find her on Twitter at The Info Hound. Jennifer is joining us from Pennsylvania, and let's see, Jennifer, are you there? I am here. Good evening, Lauren. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I actually listened in at the beginning of the show. Reminds me why you have such a perfect voice for uh, hypnotherapy, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So... We're talking, obviously, if you listen to the first part of the show, you know we're talking about getting unstuck. And you and I spoke previously about Mm -hmm. that idea of being stuck and the things to do to change that, to get unstuck. And I reached out to you because you're in a place now where you certainly are unstuck, but at a point you were stuck. And I wanted to ask if you would share a little bit about your experience and the things that you did and how you went through those changes. Sure. Thanks, Lauren, for, for asking me. And um, I have an eclectic background. My first career was as a marketing executive in New York. Um, I actually lived in, in central Jersey for a number of years and then worked in the Philadelphia area. And... You know, I made some, some career changes after that, and then the more, you know, sort of unexpected career changes when a friend convinced me that really my interests and my background meant that I should go and get my master's in library information science. Mm-hmm. And I think my response was that I didn't know you could go to school for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had done competitive intelligence, I'd done research, and the program seemed fantastic, and I loved it, so yes. I'm, I'm technically I'm a trained librarian, and I did additional research. And somebody convinced me to stay in grad school and work on a PhD. And I, I really thought I wanted to be a professor, and I thought I wanted to teach. And then, you know, I think that was the beginning of being really stuck because mm. it wasn't going in the right direction. And you and I first met when I just after I had left my PhD program and was going what 
now. Now, Jennifer, been, excuse the interruption for just a second, but yeah. when you, you said that you, that was the beginning when you really felt stuck, what were some of the thoughts that you were having, or what was the, what was going through your mind about, how did you know that you were stuck? <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do next. Um, I spent a lot of time studying and training to be something that I wasn't going to be, and I didn't know how to turn that into something else. And I knew I wasn't going to go back into marketing or advertising, and I wasn't going to do retail management, which I'd done for a while. And I didn't think I had the skills, or you know, I, I didn't think I was qualified to to actually go out and be a librarian. I just too long after getting the master's, I was afraid of being just a researcher and an academic, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to to, to translate. All of those weird eclectic skills and, and years of study into something that both would make me happy and would actually employ me and then not force me to, you know, change states or move far away. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, I'm like, I wasn't sure what, what step do I take next? How do I make sense of what I just spent the last decade doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what did you do at that point? Well, my default mode is to research. <laughs> and, and having been trained as a researcher, I started researching other options, and that wasn't helping. And honestly, it was it, my husband pushing me to say, I think you need to talk to somebody and get out of your own head. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to be, you know, friends or family, you need somebody who's, who's trained. Have you ever thought about coaching? I'm like, no. What kind of coach? I mean, I'd, I'd seen a therapist. I understood therapy. That made a lot of sense. But that wasn't a career-enhancing mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. And she introduced the idea of business coaching and said, I have somebody who I think would get you and help you. And he's who said, you need to talk to Lauren. And I have to admit, I was hesitant at first because I didn't really understand what business coaching could do for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, we, we did work together. So, what were what were some of the the learnings that you had in and the coaching I, process? Because I think what what you learned applies to anyone seeking out any coach. I agree. I I think that, and I remember I did try to find my notes because I swear I have the you know, my perfect day exercise. It's written down in a journal somewhere. I, I kept all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I think the best part was you asking me questions and making me think and and making me go through the exercises of, well, what if? And what if X weren't an obstacle? And what if Y weren't an obstacle? Um, what would you do then? What, what do you want to do? What would that perfect work day or home day look like, and asking me to think about things that maybe I hadn't thought about before. We even went through a period where you asked me, you said, fine, you want to research something? Have you ever thought about being a paralegal? I'm like, what's a paralegal? And I looked up that, I'm like, you know what, interesting, but no, not right fit. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. have you thought about? And I'd go off and I'd, you know, homework. I had questions that I had to ask myself. I had to, and you wouldn't let me get away with, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we try the question in a different format, and I really have to, to think about it. 
And I don't think anybody had nudged me and pushed me in that challenging and slightly uncomfortable way. I was just going to um, say, because sometimes those questions, that's the beginning of that, that discomfort that helps to make the shifts, those pivots yes. to, to make the movement, to start moving forward. And I think that one of the benefits that I was getting from coaching was that if I had asked myself those questions and gotten uncomfortable, it would have turned around. And I would have, you know, gone someplace that made me comfortable again. I would have stayed in my comfort zone. Sure, sure. And by having a coach, that wasn't an option because I'd have to report back to you at our next session and say, okay, here's what I've done, here's what I've explored. And staying put wasn't an option because I'm, I'm accountable to someone. I'm checking in right. with someone. I'm talking to someone. The accountability I'm factor, yeah. To nudge me. Mm hmm, mm hmm. That's right. And to hold you accountable for that action because it's about getting the results that you want. Absolutely. And it, it opened me to the notion that, you know, coaching, business coaching, life coaching, other types of coaching was an option. And I could start to see that there were results from that. And, you know, for anybody listening, I can say that you and I had our session, I believe, like six years ago. And mm -hmm. I've had other coaches, you know, in the interim for other different purposes when, you know, you, you get stuck again or, or you think you might start to get stuck. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's an opportunity that comes up and you're like, yeah, maybe now is a good time to, to push in a different direction and get a little uncomfortable again. I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't initially sort of learned and experienced the benefits of, of coaching and how coaching is different than other relationships. Interesting. So as a result of that initial understanding and discomfort with coaching, you, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is that it opened you up to, number one, be able to identify when you were approaching or in that stuck point again and what type of coaching you might want to employ at that point. Absolutely. It, it number one, told me that, you know, it's okay that you have to take small steps to lead to bigger steps to make those sometimes uncomfortable changes because, you know, things maybe aren't nearly as scary as we, as we make them out to be. Um, and, but also to the realization that even if you start to, ha start to realize that that perfect day, months or years down the road, you're going to maybe want a slightly different perfect day. And mm -hmm. it's okay to reach out for help or support um, to change that day, to change that vision again. Right, right. Now, earlier in the show I was talking about being able to have kind of the coaching relationship with a family member or a friend someone who could support you and ask you those questions from your experience i mean obviously i am a coach so it to be more objective about it for you to include information about the possibilities of where that type of coaching can come from coaching from a professional coach that you employ is certainly an option but what do you what are your thoughts about a different type of coach or someone that you know that maybe you aren't employing for that purpose but could provide you that same type of support? Oh, for, I, I agree that there are multiple different pathways there and that 
you know, at any given time, we might need, you know, more than one type of coach, formal and, and informal, and I have had those types of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, through some of the professional associations that I am a member of, um, some of them offer as a benefit mentorship, um, formal mentorship, and then sometimes the informal mentoring or informal coaching. Um, mm. I've been a part of both formal and informal masterminding, where it's maybe several colleagues at different stages of our solopreneur business lives getting together, you know, weekly or maybe once or twice a month to to go over things. And it's sort of an informal coaching of each other. And that's not something necessarily we paid to do. That was something that we organized. Mm-hmm. I also, you know, know of situations where others have made that a more formal commitment. Um, I do know that when I was in, in academia, I absolutely reached out to, to friends and the family members who had been in the same position to bounce ideas off of, to mm-hmm. help them, or to have them help me get to a situation that I was struggling with or seeming to be stuck. So there's absolutely, mm-hmm. I think, a time and a place and an opportunity to um, use aspects of our of our network, our friends, our families, um, our colleagues, folks that we know from professional work to provide us the support. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like what you're saying is that you're doing some coaching now too. You know, it's funny, I, I fell into it, and I would never call myself a, a coach, per se. I haven't gone through any of the training, but um, after years of, of working and informally mentoring some colleagues, yes, I had several of them approach me and say, do you offer coaching? Would you would you be willing to do this and say we have, you know, a weekly call or every other week call and, and homework? And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could do that. Mm-hmm. And, and if you asked me a year ago, I would have said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but it's the right fit right now. That's great. And, That's uh, fun. That's really fun, yeah, right? thank you. And I, I think part of that is because I've had experience with coaches, I can start to understand a little bit of, of how maybe I can turn that relationship around in, in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm curious. You you mentioned it when we first started talking about how you you have your notes in a journal. I'm curious, number one, if you remember any details about your initial exercise, and number two, if you'd be willing to share any of those and how how it compares to what your experience now. And one of the main reasons that I ask is because earlier in the program you heard that I shared the experience of just me doing the exercise in June and where I am now, and just that. It's amazing that, you know, it really works. So I'm curious about your experience, what you remember and how it compares to what you're doing now. um, I wish my memory was as sharp as I'd like it to be. I do know that things I would have written down included things like the starting of my day and, and how I would want my day to not be driven, you know, by an alarm clock, that I wouldn't be you know, waking early in the morning that there would be time in the morning that I could take, you know, just for myself. I'm, I'm a nocturnal person. I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. So my perfect day would include a very slow wake-up <laughs> period and please don't put deadlines and please don't make me talk to people, you know, in the morning. Let me have some 
alone time in the mornings and, you know, let me have my, my own office space. Let me, you know, set my own deadlines, set my own routines. You know, mm-hmm. if that means I work at night, if that means I work from a coffee shop, if that means I work from the library, that I wanted flexibility. I wanted freedom. Um, I wanted the fact that my, you know, my days to be different. And I wanted to be able to tap into one of the creative skills um, that I had when I was younger and maybe hadn't nurtured in, in other jobs along the way. And I'd say that most of those things are absolutely part of my day-to-day life now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I can structure the business. My clients and my colleagues all know that we are not having phone calls before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might very well answer you back at a 12 a.m., you know, midnight email. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have my coffee and the news and a couple games of solitaire in the morning before I do anything else. Um, and this week I, I did. I worked from the library. I worked from the coffee shop. I don't That's have any great. AC, so I so you're, uh, you're mobile. You're on the move. That, that freedom that you outlined I, for yourself. Yes. Uh, That's great. That... You know, I take time out to do um, more creative projects from time to time, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's photography or video work or design work um, as side projects, and I wouldn't have envisioned that. I don't even know if I fully envisioned that, you know, five years ago. And tell me, just for for the... to share the information, what is is it that, that you do in telecraft research? What, what do you yeah, do I said that? that I do research. I joke that I don't do market research anymore. I research marketing. Okay. Because I speak library and because I speak marketing, I consider myself a strategic storyteller mm-hmm. for nonprofits, particularly for libraries. I help them communicate the important stories that they have and why they're vital to their communities um, and communicate that to stakeholders, communicate that to patrons, to users, to donors, um, because a lot of libraries, we don't realize, but a lot of libraries, their very existence and funding is, is up for grabs and sometimes up, you know, at the ballot box, and they have to communicate their value to their communities. And librarians weren't trained how to do that in graduate school or sure. undergraduate, and so Are I go teach and I train and do workshops and, and give them those skills That's and great. that language. Fantastic. So, Jennifer, how do people find you? I have a website at telecraftresearch.com, and uh, there's samples of various creative work and projects, and I blog there and talk about uh, marketing strategy tips and tactics for my library and information organization clients, and a lot of that's applicable to a lot of our nonprofits as well. And I'm a very active social media user. Uh, I'm the, the, literally the info hound on Twitter, Mm-hmm. I mentioned constantly. that earlier. That's that's cute. Yeah, that's cute constantly chatting. That became my alter ego somewhere in the last few years. And, <laughs> um, I chat a lot with other um, librarians, with other activists who are very active in promoting uh, diversity and inclusion, and growing collections and growing their voice in their communities, whether that's a public or a school library or an academic library. Right. Um, that's and, uh, fantastic. I've also, I would say, I'll, I'll do one last plug. I'm, I'm also involved. In, <laughs> I, I, the things I didn't envision in my vision board five years ago, um, I just became the, the founding president of a 
of a new nonprofit library association, and I'm really excited um, oh, about wow. that. Oh, that's fantastic! Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that's all dedicated to running conferences and educational opportunities around teaching libraries of different types how to um, make their marketing and communications better. So. So it sounds like you are officially unstuck. I'm unstuck at the moment because, you know, like I said, I, there are moments where it comes back and you get sure. stuck in a little different way. you mm-hmm. got to kind of pivot to do something else. That's right. I, and identify where that is, when that is, and take the action. Just even a small action can make even a difference. Even a small one. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so and, much for joining us, Jennifer. I really appreciate your input and sharing your story about how you got unstuck And again, if anyone wants to reach out or find Jennifer, you can find her at IntelliCraft Research and on Twitter at The Info Hound. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Lauren, and I hope you help other folks get unstuck and take that small action. Thank you very much. Excellent. Have a good night. Good night. So, excellent. Great example of how you can involve other people in your life to help you ask the questions to get you unstuck, to take the small action steps, to pivot. Think of it as a pivot. In fact, there are two books that I wanted to mention to you. And one of them actually is called Pivot. It's uh, by Jenny Blake. And the books, the two books that I'm about to mention are more inclined for work situations, but So if you're stuck, is feeling stuck around your living situation or in a relationship, you may not gain exactly what you're looking for in either of these books. But what I can tell you is that if you apply the same principles to your situation, you will certainly gain insight and some assistance to make those shifts to begin the pivot. And the first book, Pivot, by Jenny Blake, it's interesting. She talks about the, um, she does bring up a vision exercise. So I'm not the only one. There seems to be a consistency there, and you may have heard of it before. Uh, But she also talks about meditating to activate your best instincts so you connect with what you're feeling in your body. Um, Identifying your strengths. And seeing that in her uh, table of contents reminded me of a book by Tom Rath, which is the second book, called Strengths Finder 2.0. Um, and interestingly, Jenny Blake talks about working, working backward from two moves ahead. And that's essentially coaching. What if? And where do you want to go? Okay, let's take it back a step. Let's chunk it down. Take it back a step. What do you need to do to do this? What do you need to do this? Which brings you down to those small, bite-sized action steps that are far more tolerable than thinking about those huge jumps. So working backward from two moves ahead, but also identifying your strengths. So StrengthsFinder 2.0 is a book by Tom Rath. And in my days in HR, I bought this book for every new employee so that they could take the accompanying survey and provide it to his or her manager. The idea being that then the manager could make the work experience more enjoyable by, one, understanding the employee better, and two, providing more opportunities where available that the employees' inherent talents could be utilized more and improve job satisfaction. And I looked back in the book that I had from Tom Rath, and he states only about one-third of those surveyed strongly agreed with the statement, 
at work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. Those who do have the opportunity to focus on their strengths every day are six times as likely to be engaged in their jobs and more than three times as likely to report having an excellent quality of life in general. And you've probably found this to be true in your own career. So Mr. Rath's book takes you through, it's about a 10 to 20 minute survey online, and it's meant to address your immediate responses, immediate. If you wait too long to answer, it boots you out. You get kicked out of the survey because it's, it wants those immediate reactions and it's on a scale. Are you more likely to feel this or are you more likely to feel this? And the survey is based on finding your top talents out of 34 of them, as he explains. And the talents are different than skills, the idea being that skills can be learned. So taking the survey and having it done twice for myself now over a 10 to 15 year period, my top five talents have stayed the same. They've shifted slightly as my priorities have shifted since having my children, but they're still the same. And I just, I love that about this book. There's, incidentally, there's also a book for managers so that they can learn, they can understand the employee's talents and better learn how to manage those employees or someone with the talents of that employee. So if you take the survey, hand it to your manager, your manager can use this book to better understand how to manage you. And it's just, it's another interesting, very interesting book. So the first one is Pivot by Jenny Blake, and the second one is StrengthsFinder 2.0 by Tom Rath. So I'm looking at the time here, and we have just a few minutes left. So I don't know if we're going to have time to get into the visualization, and I don't want to rush through it. I really want to take the time with this visualization. So what I mentioned earlier is that if we don't get the time to do this one this week, I'll definitely bring it next week because it's just, it's a really, really neat visualization to do. Um, I want to be able to, to get through that in its completion. So I want to also make sure that I thank our, our sponsor for the show tonight, North Star Asset Management. And you heard me mention it in the beginning of the show. I wanted to mention again that North Star Asset Management has been working with clients for over 30 years. They're investment advisors. They're located in Panther Valley. Over 30 years of experience, and you can check them out online at www.nstarinvest.com. As I mentioned, they've been helping people create long-term success with their financial plans by choosing the appropriate withdrawal rate. And if you're at a distance, you can reach out and contact uh, Andrew or John. They often do house calls. They might be able to come to you. You can reach them for more information at 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or you can find them online at www.nstarinvest.com. And it looks like we're getting close to rounding out the show here. So I want to include information. If it's time for you to pivot and you are interested in support through coaching or a more economical approach by coaching you with a group of your friends or if you're looking for sustained results through hypnotherapy, 
You can reach out to me at 973-418-2170, or you can visit my website at laurencardinal.com. And for my Sussex County listeners at 97.5 WRSK, I'm right around the corner, but if you'd like to call into the live show, please call next Monday night between 7 and 8 p.m. I'll be looking forward to talking with you. So in closing, if you've listened to the show before, you know I like to include some quotes at the end. If there's even a slight chance at getting something that will make you happy, risk it. Life's too short and happiness is too rare. From A.R. Lucas. I also have a picture of a turtle that says your speed doesn't matter. Forward is forward. The things that excite you are not random. They are connected to your purpose. Follow them. And don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive. And then go do that. Because what the world needs are people who have come alive. And that's Harold Whitman. So I'd like to thank my sponsor, North Star Asset Management. I'd like to thank our caller, Jennifer Burke, from IntelliCraft Research. And I'd like to thank you for joining me tonight. I'd also like to thank Sean and Tony for all of their work tonight in making the show happen through the thunderstorms. So set your calendar and tune in next week at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com.